So it's like we gotta we gotta learn how to actually truly appreciate the black woman, but at the same sense, we gotta learn how to appreciate that black man too that gets up every morning, go out there and do what he need to do to make sure everything's straight in that household. So exactly. I mean, we should just more than more more. Long story short, like we should just be really appreciated all the way across the board for everything that we do as a culture. What up, what up, what up? What's up? What's up? We in the building. I guess I had to go first, right? And Nessa looking all beautiful tonight with the curls, but we'll get to that later. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. All radiant. <laughs> it was deep conditioning day, so I had to do my little twist out. Okay, you like to go deep. Oh, I like it. Say what? Say that again. I said you like you to go deep. Like to go I like deep. it. Deep diving. Deeper bottom. and deeper. Let's call a boss. How about that? Boss. Ooh. That's Boss. Boss, that's my girl from Detroit. We're going to teach you about some, some, some music tonight, kid. You're going to teach me about music? <laughs> okay. We, we know a little something, something. I ain't going to act like I, I, I'm i crossed the gambit, but I know what I know. Now, mm. That's all I'm going to say. I know what I know. That's for sure. We also have a special guest tonight. We have my man Cutter from the Poor Man's Poetry Podcast. Uh, came down to hang out with us tonight. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Man, how about y'all? Well, we're chilling tonight. You know, we are doing all right. With everything that's going on, we're still thriving. So that's better than surviving. Yeah, yes. Uh, Nessa, what you smoking on tonight? Tonight, I am pulling out a classic, one of my favorites, the Upsetter. So I'm going with the small axe. Mm-hmm. So... I think this is like my new favorite. Yeah, I remember. I was listening to the show the other day and heard you say that. I just, man, I, they just, they took all, it ticks all the boxes for me. So this one, this is the one I'm on tonight. What you guys on? Do you take a drug test at your job? <laughs> yeah, you. You take a drug oh, test? Oh, no. Oh, okay. That, that looked like it was. Um... No, no, no. It's just a cigar. It's a smaller cigar. So it's more like a cigarillo. But no, it's, it's, it's not one of them. Hey, if, if that was a blunt, that's a nicely packed blunt, though. That's what I was going to say, right? <laughs> I was really going to say that. Like, if they stuffed the hell out of that motherfucker, I ain't lying. But, yeah, what you drinking with it? I am doing, actually, a, a specialty drink. So, y'all know I love cocktails. Shut up, sweet. Um, <laughs> cocktails? I mean. Because I already knew. I already actually wanted. wasn't going to say nothing. I caught it. Yeah, yeah I, I, was, I, I wasn't going. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't. You like cock? I mean, I want that. Because you said thing. it. <laughs> That's a good thing. Better so, than tail. <laughs> I, 
No, it's this not. This month, I am on oh, just for us now. exploring cocktails and different types. So you're going and both so ways. this one, I did a twist on an amaretto sour, mm-hmm. and um, I did an apricot sour. So this one is apricot brandy, um, ginger beer, and amaretto, and a splash of passion fruit for good measure. So I'm okay. digging it. I think okay. it's going to match pretty well with the cigar because, um, as you know, the upsetters, they're known for those strong floral notes and those great smells. So I think I, I think it'll go well. So we'll see how it plays out. What's you guys That's on tonight? Uh, I'm on My Uzi Ways of Time. Okay. By Drew Estate. Uh, and I'll be sipping on some, uh, some French brandy. Is that what it is? No. It's Kanye. Cognac. French is it French? Yeah, it's French. It's French, yeah. Yeah, called Le Lou. Um Le Lou. Actually it's if it's not from France, it's not cognac. Mm. Like Tylo. Yeah, it's Lou. Yeah, like Tylo. Um Ta-lou. and also it seems like we have a little bit of um Ta-lou. Sacre Bleu. <laughs> but um yeah. It's pronounced Le? Yeah, it's L E L U E with a accent to the back of it. Yeah, Le. Yeah. Uh, I hope my French isn't too rusty, but I think it's pronounced le. Okay. So the e is savage. Yeah, but usually sometimes it depends on what language. I've learned that the accent mark usually emphasizes the letter, but I'm I'm not a hundred percent, so don't quote me. I do know that the accent emphasizes the alcohol in it. I do know <laughs> that. Hey. We'll go with that. We'll He's go with that. Drunk. <laughs> um, I'm smoking a Rocky Patel vintage 1979. Ooh, you're going way back. So, something nice, way you know what I'm saying? Back. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Cutter, what you smoking on? I ain't no goddamn well I don't smoke, so I don't even want to hear you ask me that shit. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I wish y'all listeners could see Cutter. Cutter's about the size of a, of a, of, of a, of a horse rider, you know what I'm saying? Like a, like a jockey. He's lying. I've been in the gym. He's about the size of a jockey, you know what I'm saying? But he always somewhere talking shit. You know, this this motherfucker, he's starting this shit early. He's not, he's not, he's not doing this this early in the goddamn I'm, podcast. I'm just going to sit back and watch. When well, he was going to be a fun show tonight, people. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's starting with me. I ain't even saying nothing to him. You see that? Ain't you the host? Get him. Get on his ass. Yeah, I'm be I'm be on my trumpet tonight. <laughs> it's Sit a little back and stand by. It's a little guy. Like his mom used to carry him around in a cigar box when he was little. Damn. Hey. Uh-uh. Wow. <laughs> shots fired. Yeah, he taking shots. It's all good though. It's all good. It's all right. Yeah. Hey, better you than me. Yeah, I mean it's it's all good, man. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. I, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna I'm not gonna entertain it. I'm gonna take the high road tonight. Oh, okay, okay. I feel it. I feel okay. it. I feel it. This Sometimes like, you have to be mature with Nas. No. Nas. No, 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 no. I'm just this, talking about wait. now. Just for now. The question is, is have you been pre-gaming Ness? Of course. Okay, there you go. That, that says a lot. So if Kane ain't in the building, he's well on his way. Yeah, nah, Kane You're ain't. You're supposed to hit the button. Kane, Kane ain't in the building yet, but he he coming. No, I'm going to hit the button when he, when he get here. Okay, oh, he, he, he well on his way. I'm sure yeah, he down the he road close. about five minutes away. Yeah, he close. He's looking for the address now. He he about to find it, though. <laughs> <laughs> he, that he can't even read. He ain't find no damn address. But yeah, so... Y'all um, know the place by heart. He been there enough times. Facts. 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 But um, 
So, Cutter, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your podcast. I mean, you know, um, Poor Man's Poetry Podcast. What can I really say? I mean, you know, we do lyrical breakdown. We uh, open up doors to a lot of people in the city. You know, artists, things of that nature. Talk sports. Talk a little bit of everything, man. It's a dope podcast. So what got y'all started? What what gave y'all the idea of saying, hey, let's do this? Well, uh, um, the host, well, the, the co-host, he uh, he came to me, uh, me and Dennis, like, we was like, man, bro, we need to do a podcast. And um, I remember Ness, he was doing a podcast a little longer than us. And I was like, man, I don't know if I really want to do this shit here. And then he was like, man, bro, he invited me over to the crib one day because we kind of agreed upon doing it with some cats out of uh, Miami. Yeah. You get me now? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we we uh, we uh joined up with some cats from Miami and was going to originally do something with them. Didn't really work out in our favor that way, so we ended up actually doing our own thing. He invited me over to the crib one day, like, bro, we about to start recording. Let's get to it. So we just started. I love it ever since. We're like 24 episodes in. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, good deal, man. Yeah, we uh we, we kind of piggyback off these two gentlemen here. You know what I mean? Trying to do uh trying to find our own way. Well, Ness is one of the gentlemen too. Nah, yeah. No, I'm not talking about you. Talking about you. <laughs> she just got that good hair, that's all. No, no, I'm not talking about her either. You're the only gentleman in here. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not gonna start with this guy over here. <laughs> okay. Please get him. I'm about to say I've been called a lot of things, but gentleman hasn't been one of them. So. Nah, you, you, I wasn't referring it to you. I wasn't You're referring good. to you. But you got a no pretty worries. smile, or so you know we we um things are gonna work itself out tonight. Kane is in the building. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You caught me taking a drag off my my lovely cigar. Um, I was checking out your episode twenty one. Not much going on. I thought that was quite funny. I loved how y'all were talking about uh, Christmas and right. how uh, things change from your 20s and going to your 30s. You want to elaborate on that story a little bit for us? I mean, you know, everybody get, you get older. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the gift giving is totally different. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Nets still wear long johns and shit like that to bed. But, you know, us younger folk, we, we you know, we just kind of do what we do. But, man, we still get socks and drawers. That's it. But you know, you said I still wear long johns. Yeah, you still wear long johns. I think I think what the listeners want to know, since you open that bag, is how would you know what I wear to bed? What? Well, what? Oh Jesus! You what? said I wear long johns to bed. Motherfucker, you probably do wear long johns to bed. You saying now? You saying I probably do? Because at first you said I did. So I just wanted you to clear it up for me and let me know. I thought maybe your wife had told you something that she shouldn't have. That's what I thought. She ain't told you shit. She ain't told you shit. Goddamn it, motherfucker! You ain't about to do this. Hey man, well y'all gonna edit this shit out? Nope. No. Y'all not editing this. You know, older people, older men, they kind of do that shit. You know what I mean? They wear that long johns and shit like that. So I only, you know, do you find yourself now that you older? Now that you're older, do you nope. find yourself um, feeling a little way because you don't get gifts? You know what I'm saying? Like being a father, you really don't really get gifts. You know you what really I'm saying? Like, I, I think it's it's more of, um, I mean, we get appreciated definitely, but not as much as uh, women do. And I think today's society as a whole, I think uh, women are definitely applauded. Not saying they, they don't deserve the applause, but I mean, men carry the weight as well. You know what I mean? Being the, uh, the leaders, I mean, the foreseers of a lot of stuff, I mean, understanding our roles in life. So I just think, like, we should just be appreciated more, especially black men, for real. Mm-hmm. Facts. Mm-hmm. So, I can I can definitely roll with that. Yeah, 
it's needed. And it needs to be addressed, man, because, like, I'm not saying that women don't deserve, um, women don't deserve they just do. I never say that, but, I mean, men do as well. Like, I don't think we ever really been giving our flowers until we kind of gone. Like, and I think that's, that's, that's how society has things set up. That's how things been mentally programmed in our head. You know what I mean? Like, that's how shit should be. And I'm like, nah, that's not how it should be. You know what I mean? Like, we, we should be appreciated just like anybody else. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Walk across the stage. Thank you, mama. Like, hold on. If you came out my sack, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, that's just how I feel. Mm. Yeah, but you, but you know, on that, normally when that happens, the dad not, wasn't in the picture. Yeah, dad's not in the picture. Mm. But even, but, but sometimes even still, the first thing to say, you know, say, Thank what's up, mom? mom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's just one of those things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And most pops, they, they don't care in those uh, situations because, they still proud, you know what I'm saying? They're still proud, Papa. True. Yeah, I know it's like that in my house. My uh my kids really barely acknowledge I'm there. Like I could be sitting right there. Yeah. They'll get on the phone and call their mom and ask my ask their mom for something. Yeah, I feel that. I, like I, I feel yeah. very disrespected, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, whatever. Yeah, because you you're not really you're not really tuned in. Like you probably honed in on trying to do other things and get involved with other activities. Mm. So I mean, I, I totally get it. You know what I'm saying? It's just that I don't know, man. I, I kind of. I don't want to be recognized when I'm gone. Mm -hmm. I'd rather be recognized while I'm here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it's just, it's just, it's a sad situation, I think. But I mean, more than, more, more than anything. Um, Seems like this really touching your heart. Like you feeling like you're not appreciated or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just saying. I'm talking about like he's serious whole, about this. Yeah. Like he ain't smiling or nothing. He was telling this story. Like nah, man, this really hit home. Like I'm, I'm trying to think whether I should call Ayana Van Zandt or something over here. Like okay. you good? Wow, Scott, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, man, no, it ain't that. I'm like he said, you know, when this kid wants something, he look at him like he the same age as me. Hey, mom, come on, man. But I understand what you're saying because, um, you know, I see some of the the husband gifts and the Father's Day gifts, and I'll be like, dang. Yeah, like even when it come down to shopping and stuff like that, man. Like Father's Day, we limited. Mother's Day, man, you, you liable to shut yeah. down the whole mall. Yeah, that's a fact. That's like, a fact. Like, bro, we, we just, I don't think we that's get our fact. just due. Yeah, that's a fact. You know? But I think sometimes, and I'm not I'm not defending, like, I agree, but sometimes um, it's kind of, you know, it's hard to buy for a man sometimes. Why you, you say know? that? Yeah, I'm curious. I was going to jump on you on that. Yeah, I was going. Because, I mean, I was married for 10 years. Right. And I felt like I was pretty in tune to my husband and what he liked and what he didn't like. And it's like, you know, I would work really hard to like, you know, look at a gift, you know, watch his behaviors, watch what he's been, you know, kind of checking out and into because I really wanted to get him something nice. Right. But then when I got him something, it was just like, meh. Was so, it? Was it something? Was it something that you liked for him, or was it something that he liked? No. Now I did. Now to be honest, to tell the whole truth, like our first year anniversary, I made the mistake of getting him something that I wanted him to have. Mm -hmm. And once I saw what happened to that gift, I was like, okay, life lesson. Cool. I eat that. You know, get somebody 
something that they want, not mm -hmm. what you think they should have. Mm -hmm. So cool. Yeah. So that made me step up my game and be more observant. But mm -hmm. even with that, it was still like, oh, nah, okay. So it's kind of disheartening after a while. You know, when it's like I've worked hard to put, you know, to really put some thought into a gift and you're just like, oh, yeah, this this nice. Well, well, goddamn, <laughs> you know, did you ask him what he wanted ahead of time? Yeah, I would do that. I would ask. And what he would say? Like, nothing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want nothing. And da 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 da. And I ain't that stupid. I don't ever believe nobody when they say they don't want nothing. Now, let me ask you a question real quick. Um, so you asked him what he wanted. Did you ever think about um, getting him like another chick? That's a good question. No. Never. No. Because um. that's that's not my personality. I'm not one of them type of women. So that's not even an option on the table. Mm. Like, I'm not judging those who do. Right. That's just for me. Like, yeah, no. Uh -uh. I mean, I think it's, I think, how can I say it? To know a person is to know a person. I mean, to be with a person, like, that doesn't mean you necessarily know that person. So it's like, you got to understand the person, uh, characteristic traits. You got to understand, like, what a person, like, mindset is when you do actual certain things just in general. So, I mean. You right, but on the other side of that is that, when somebody is trying to get to know you, you can't stonewall them neither. How did you try to get to know them? One, asking questions, doing things together, uh, observation, trying to do things that he likes. Like, there's several different ways, but when you're constantly met with a wall, if the, you're only going to knock at a door for so long. Do you think that you're easy to shop for? I think I am. Do you think so? Do you think that women are in general? No. You don't? No. Mm. I mean, because I could probably agree with you when you say men are probably hard to shop for just for the simple fact that I know my wife asks me all the time, what do I want? And I always be like, I don't know. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. like, even though but I like... I do care. That's the kicker. Don't say you don't fucking I mean, care when you do. Yeah, but at the same time, like if you think about it, like, okay, so I like <laughs> shoes. I like shoes and I like watches, right? Right. And stuff like that. But at the same time, like the way I work, I'm never going to wear those shoes. So in your eyes, it's going to seem like I don't appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm never going to put the shoes on. I'm never going to put the watch on. I'm never going to wear the cologne. You know what I'm saying? Like, so in your eyes, it's seeming like I don't appreciate it. But you really do, though. But I really do. Yeah. And I think that's what that's where that's where uh, that's where the okay. misconception actually comes into place. And to me, that's where, like, okay, and I get because you work, you know, you work a factory job. You work in in manufacturing. Like, yeah, you are not coming in there with no alligators. You're not wearing no cologne because that's just the way. You ain't wearing damn alligators. I get either. that, but then. You know, because women, what we do is we'll create an event. Okay, if I don't have a place to wear this dress, guess what? I'm gonna find some place to wear this dress. Yeah, and, and also you, you got what I'm about, saying. Yeah, you got to think about too. Um, sometimes there's a lot of a lot of stuff that you can buy for men. Y'all have plethora of stuff that we can buy for women. You know, so sometimes it is harder to, to buy stuff for us because it's just you know when you go out there in the retail, is it is geared to most females. Indeed. True. And then, like, make clothes. Man, bro, I don't know why clothes cost so fucking much. Like, that shit just be killing the fuck out of me. For men? Hell yeah. Yeah, see, y'all can go to Rainbows or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Get y'all fly yeah. outfit for, for about, like, $15, for, $20. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, us, nigga, a pair of jeans. 
jeans I got on probably about like about fifty or sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about just some plain black jeans. But yeah, and that's that's changed. You know, we used to go and go to TJ Maxx or Marshall and actually buy a nice pair of pants and stuff like that. But now yeah. it's like if you get something from TJ Maxx, the stitch is probably all fucked up. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And you can't try it on now, so you don't know that it's it's beyond skinny. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you can't try stuff on no more? Oh, I, I get know. it, but yeah. I didn't no, know No, not that. with the Ronas. Yeah, no. I never did that the anyway. Who? I don't... The Ronas. The Ronas. The Ronas. Oh, the Ronas. Man. I ain't never tried stuff on whenever I go to a, go, go to a clothing Me store. Me either. I ain't gonna lie. I don't either. Yeah. I'm not I, even no, That's too much time. Yeah, because you know, you get your size like, it'll fit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, but for the most part, like, I do my shopping online. Like, yeah, I, plus you I'm a little dude. Everything fits you, right? Kiss my ass. No, the fuck it don't. Not everything. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all don't air your dirty laundry on, on air. You know so what I'm saying? Whatever y'all do in the bedroom, just, yeah. You don't wear a petite? No, I don't. Oh, damn. Oh, I thought you wore a petite. My bad. Excuse me. Shit. My bad. Oh, wow. Start this shit, goddamn. <laughs> you know what? I see why y'all record late, because he know I wasn't going to come on here with this dumb ass shit. Man. Cut, cut the mic, cut the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Where y'all at on y'all cigars? Oh, shoot. You know me. Yeah, in the first third. I'm, I'm well into my two thirds and, and thoroughly enjoying it. What so you it's smelling? pairing real nice with my uh, apricot sour. Um, the sweet notes are accentuating the floral notes of the cigar, so I am a happy camper. Hey, we're going to create it. We're going we're gonna to create a little trivia question, and we're going to give somebody a gift away. If they can guess how many times in an episode you're going to say, y'all know me. Boy, listen, <laughs> as long as I've been listening to y'all podcast, that is her goal fucking two. I'm going to say that shit right now. I swear to God, I ain't lying. <laughs> For real, I'm going to keep it a bean. And y'all know me. Y'all know I like cocktails. Yeah. Y'all know me. And y'all know me. I don't like being around a lot of people. Exactly. Come on now. Y'all know I don't And y'all know me. Like I like that. short sticks. <laughs> no one knows better than you, Ness. Oh, true. Y'all can say what y'all want to say. At least I'd be getting in there, though. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> 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 crazy, yeah. <laughs> nah. Nah, where you at, sweets? Um, first thirds. It's, it's uh sort of a little peppery. Yeah, Told you it is. it's nice. It is. The cognac, yeah. yeah. Cognac and a beer. Wait, what you got? No. You know, I'm doing both, but okay. Kanye, that Kanye, that's what it's like. Where you got it from? Um, yeah. Richmond Hill. Richmond Hill? Yeah. He means Paris. That's what he meant to say. Yeah. Paris. Paris. Nah, it's fun. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a liquor store in Richmond Hill. That, that's the only place I find to sell at. Okay. Yeah. Man, my partner was trying to turn me on to this one liquor that actually tastes like weed. Like, I wasn't really into a liquor? it. A liquor. They got a beer that tastes like weed. That tastes like weed. It's called 420, as a matter of fact. Yeah, no, it's sweet water or something. It's a liquor. Like I'm dead serious. It's a liquor. I I I don't know the name of it. Yeah, shit was nasty than a motherfucker. Yeah, Uh, liquor tastes like weed. Nah, the beers. I mean, because of you know saying hops and weeds, I can sense because weed is earthy and hoppy, and I could see that pairing more in a beer, but a liquor. And I had it. I had it on. Not so much. Well, it was like the 4th of July. It was over there playing cards. He was like, yeah, man, it's the liquor hotel. He put it in my face. I was like... Move closer to the mic. Yeah, like he put it, he put the cup like right next to the cards. I'm like, do you want me to drink it right now? Something like that. Like, I sip on it, man. I, I, I threw that shit away. You can take the mic out and hold it if you want. That'd, probably, you be a, that'd probably be better. There you go. So and you um, just poured that in the plant. I feel you. Yeah, I did. So, you know, it was complimenting the plant. 
Yeah. <laughs> For real. Now, I had one beer that was called um, a safety meeting. How was it? it? Tastes just like some good, good green. Some high green at that. Okay. But yeah, um, I think it was called something else. But yeah, it's called, yeah. First time, first and last time I had it, I wish I could find more of it. But what, um, what, what did you, what, what, where, where were you when you had it? In North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, up in Raleigh and whatnot. Yeah, I got this big. partner that, um, that was my first time going to places that you can actually taste the beer before you buy it. Okay. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That, and that was just a real cool experience. So, yeah, we were left there. The, we were so damn drunk and whatnot. And, I, yeah, I know I spent way more than I was supposed to. <laughs> mm. I yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah so. I, I stick to my Coronas. I ain't going to lie. But this this uh this, this Lou, Lou hitting. Yeah, yeah, Lou be hitting, man. I fuck with Lou the long way. <laughs> no, <I'm gonna> pause. <laughs> ain't no pause to it. No, it's Matt Ride. You like Matt Ride all the way. Pause. We keep rolling. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, so. But yeah, so I got a I got a quick clip of something I want y'all to I want you to hear, and I want your comments on it. All right. Okay. Cutter, you ready? I'm here. Oh. All right. We see you on trying to get it queued up. That's cool. Hey, did any of y'all see that um that meme with um, um Magic Johnson when it was like um he had a face mask and they told him now he decided to wear protection? You stupid. Yeah, I seen <laughs> it. Yo, I, seen it. I, it. I think it's crazy that um he never actually came out and said who actually cured him from it. True. I was I was surprised about that. Like I was like, Well, was I don't think him. he could. I don't I don't uh, if you go to Shoot, any team, really. So, yeah. I mean, I can't. Hear I really it. don't think they're going to trade him, though. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Uh, it, yeah, I, you're absolutely right. If they do, it's. Yo, uh, first of all, let me, let me, let me go ahead and say James Harden was on some bullshit like the past few seasons. So I was on, I was in my bag, though, because like I didn't really see James Harden getting traded. Oh, I can see it. He was a franchise player, though. That did what? He's great to look at and think about it. Every time he get in a big game, he went out of gas. As never fail. Because I think he put too much into the season. Because, like, it's no different from LeBron when he first got in the league. Think about it. When LeBron was going hard with Cleveland, man, they had all the washed up players with him. But that's what I'm saying. It's different. He Who's washed up? Shaq was washed up. He was on the no, no, league. No, I'm, I'm talking about with James Harden. Who was, who's washed up with, with James Harden? Um, Nobody. Yeah, no. Nah, that's what I say. It was, it, was, no, it was different, though. What I, what I was saying is like, um, if you look at his team, like, how much help did he really have? He had help. Tell me, Harden. Who did Harden have that was helping he got him? Eric Gordon. He had Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Eric Gordon. Got rid of. You got. Um, but he, Chris Paul was there to help him, and he he got yeah. rid of him. So yeah, that, that doesn't okay. really. Well, count he got though, rid of man. everybody, and then but Eric Gordon was there. Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony. He's had help. Yes, he's, he's had. Yeah, he had. He's, he's had, had help. help. Yeah. So do you um, think uh do you think he was the issue? Yeah, yeah, they had yeah, they had a nice center too. What was old boy's name with the dress? Yo, no, he went to Atlanta. He went to Atlanta. Uh, no, but but what I'm saying is he they had they he's had uh, some Ka- nice players. Kaplan, Kaplan. Yeah, Capello. Ka- Ka- uh yeah. Capello. Capello, yeah. Capello. Yeah, Capello. Capello. I actually nice. like him though. Yeah. And but I'm saying he had some nice players on his team and he still couldn't do nothing. Everybody cold because he's taking all the shots. I don't think I don't think uh James he's a phenomenal scorer. 
But yes. I don't think he's a um I don't think he's a franchise player. Exactly. I think he's good he's a great he's a great six man. When he was when he was with OKC, he did excellent coming off that bench. He looked phenomenal coming off that bench. I don't th- I don't think he's a six I want to say he's a six a great six man cuz he definitely needs a start. No, no, he's a starter. But I just think that and I've and I've always said this, and I've even said this on this podcast before. To me, in my my personal opinion, I don't think he's ever going to win a championship as long as he's the focal point of the team. I agree. I totally agree. So what's going to happen with the Nets now? If Kyrie doesn't come back, I think him and um, I don't Durant think, can run. Nah, I don't think they're going to win no championship either. Oh, I didn't say they're going to win the championship. But I, I think, think they can run. I think there's too many. There's too Scores. many scores. Too many, too many people to want the ball and not enough balls. Well, I mean, balls. Kyrie's not there, and we don't know when he's coming back, so I'm not even putting him in the mix right now. I would I, love for Kyrie to come back. I don't think Kyrie's going to come back? If I mean, he, I think he he pulled the same shit that Derrick Rose did, because we were talking about this on the podcast yesterday. He pulled the same shit Derrick Rose did when he went to uh, New York. Played for mm. like maybe like 30-plus games, maybe half of the season, and then just kind of went ghost. You know what I mean? But, but yeah. So I mean, we, I mean, we 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 gonna see, but like they still need, they still need help, bro. They need defense over there. They, they got enough scores. They, they traded some of their best players away just to mm. get him, and I don't. I'm like, well, who's who's gonna guard the basket? Mm. I mean, I know you got um Jordan there, you know, what I'm saying, but they had um Levert. not done. No, what's to do with the Afro? Other dude. I know what you're talking about. He was a shot blocker. He was a shot blocker. He, he was, was a rebounder. You know what I'm saying? They they actually they need to keep him. him. You know, and they got rid of him, and I think that's going to mess him up. I'm not going to lie to you. you talking about Allen? Yeah, J- Jared Allen. Allen. Oh, Jared Allen. Yeah. 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 And they got rid of Levert also. Yeah. Oh, and real, I think that was... Real spill, though, in my personal opinion, Atlanta looks really good right now. Atlanta does look good. They, they have some really nice pieces. But Atlanta is Atlanta. They're going to, they going to Atlanta. And that's what I'm saying, yo. Like, I just don't, I don't understand. Like, like they do great. Atlanta's going to Atlanta in the end. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, think it's, I think it's a different culture there now because nobody's we, focused on We say on that them. every time. They look yeah. good. It's different, though. I, I think it's seriously different now. We, I, I mean, we're going to see, like, they, they have a nice team, though. Trey Young, he got a uh, he got a nice little squad around him mm-hmm. that, uh, because a lot of on. players went there, they got traded, and I, th- I think they they really did put a nice little squad together. Yeah. Hey Nessa, yo, she's still there. What'd you do to your hair to make it look so curly and vibrant today? <laughs> you want to really know what I use? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Do I we want to know? I do. There's some women that's listening that want to know. Yeah. Put that human no. use in there. Y'all know I'm team natural. I've been natural all my life. But um, every Sunday, what I do is I um, I use onion juice and aloe vera in my hair, and that's what um, helps it stay healthy. Do you and, juice uh, the onion yourself? Huh? Do you juice the onion yourself? Uh-uh. What you do is you take the onion, and uh, you rough chop it, boil it in some water for about 10 minutes, let the water cool, separate the onion from the water, and you put it on your hair, before you wash it and you just let it sit. And um, the sulfur and the other components of the onion helps uh, keep your hair strong, especially at the ends, promotes hair growth, cleans your scalp. And um, it's really good. I've been doing it for a while now. It promotes hair growth? Promotes hair growth, uh, helps with uh, hair falling out. So like when you comb through your hair, mm-hmm. you don't have as much, as much shedding. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it does. I got a little ball spot. I'm gonna wonder. I'm gonna try that and see if it work on my little ball spot. I got Man, a little ball spot. Work for your goddamn. Don't you? Your ball spot gone. 
You know what I'm saying? I'd rather wait for Jesus to return. He said you got a little bald spot, which means you got some type of hair on top of your head. Yeah, I got hair on my head. Yeah, really? I, yeah, I only have a little bald spot. Sweet, you've seen. Sweet, I'll, y'all tripping. I can see. Always got a hat on, so just like you know, what I'm saying and that was my thing. Like yeah. I don't, I honestly don't know because y'all thought I was like, LL Cool J, didn't y'all? Nah, I thought you was. I've known you. You always wear a hat. You like LL Cool J? Like I've never seen you without a hat. You know what? LL Cool J always wear a goddamn hat. You know what? Oh, I know for a long time it was rumors going around that he had head cancer or something. Cause yeah, when you take your hat off, I'm thinking I'm looking at your brain. It's like you know the the hat is part of your skull and shit. So I, I just yeah, I, 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 you know. like I take the hat off and nothing's there. Yeah, it's like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, listen, I used to, when I used to go to when I used to work at JCB, I used to always wear my even when we'd be on break or something, I'd always keep my safety glasses on. And so everybody be like, man, I don't think that's got eyes. <laughs> <laughs> They just drawn on the front of his head. Right, so no. Walking outside on break. That's what's funny. So my homegirl, she had taken some safety glasses and drew some eyes on them (laughs) and started telling everybody that those was mine. It was so damn dumb. They on permanent. You got this Boris Grant thing going on. Yeah, pretty much. That's what's up, though. But yeah. That's um, funny. But no, for real, though, like, um, I use a lot of Ayurvedic methods. So Ayurvedic, for those who don't know, is... um, more uh, Indian um, medicine, a lot of natural herbs, um, a lot of things that they use in their culture is really great for hair. True. Um, the other thing that I do, like after I go smoke in a cigar bar, usually I'll have my hair pinned up because I just hate the smell of smoke in my hair. That is like the worst thing. So um, I usually do a hair mist. So I'll do um, some essential oils, in a light oil base mm-hmm. and uh, spray that in my hair after I come back from the cigar bar so that to get to kill that smoky smell. So if it's a day that I'm not washing my hair, I don't have to rearrange my schedule because my hair regimen is deep. Like, I do a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Mm. So, Cutter, um, what you yeah. listening to these days? Music? Yeah. Um, man, uh, music, um, I've been in... My reggae bag, I've been in listening to Dexter Dap. Uh, hip-hop, man, I ain't gonna lie, I'm still in that Buster Rhymes album. Love it, don't you? It's just deep. What? Yeah, yeah that's mine. Buster, um... Buster Bus. R&B, and I be all over R&B. Now, you know, what, what, what Buster, um... How, how old are you? 35. Okay, so when he first came... I mean, so pretty much when, when I'm about to ask, have you, have you gone back to listen to his first joints and when he was with the leader of New School and all that stuff, too? You talking about, I remember when the group broke up. Okay. I remember that. But I haven't, I haven't listened to, uh, I haven't listened, I haven't gone back that far. Just to kind of see how he's grown over the years and, you know, saying, see how his, his um, you know, saying, just to see how, how you know, saying, like I say, he's, um, he's grown, you know, saying the music changed, uh, what he's saying, styles, all kind of stuff like that, you know. You know, a lot of times, you know, when artists first come out, they sound totally different when they've been in the industry for a long time and they put out a whole bunch of albums. I see, I see growth as far as like knowledge-wise. Being that, you know, he definitely part of the NOI, the Nation of Islam. um, And, you know, whatever you... Because I saw the Drink Champs interview. 
Hey, how long was that shit? Yo, that shit was like, <laughs> my, man, I could have sworn I was watching the goddamn Titanic. For real. Yeah, that, that thing was like long. three hours long. But, but it, was it was dope, though. It was information. It was. Yeah, it you was. Know and, and that's the thing, like, when you when you, when you you passionate about something and you know exactly what you want to do and say, like, it was dope. And actually, some of the books that he actually recommended. I got, I got, I did get one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I checked out and I, I tried to put them on um the the Pale White Horse. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That shit was deep. Yeah, Father Thirteen X, like he he kind of like branded that uh, that generation uh, as far as with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it's 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 I love knowledge, man, and I love artists that actually talk about something. Like uh, I've been on to um, I've been on uh, I've been in my sci-high bag, definitely. Uh, Black Thought, he dropped the EP. I kind of uh, you know put my ear to that. I mean, who else I listened to uh, recently? Current wise, like, well, actually, we had a uh, we had an artist that came we had an artist that came onto the show, um, Spade. Yeah, Spade, and then uh, recently we had a uh, Monk. Mm-hmm. Monk is nice. You actually like Monk? He, uh, he's dope, man. Um, lyrical content. Who was that? The kind of sound like Jid? Jid. Oh, you talking about the young bull man, uh, uh, Purple Demon? Yeah, I kind of I actually like that 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 uh, cause what what was that song in the background? That, that, that was sample. What was that sample they used? Because uh, that sample was dope. It was. It was dope. was dope. Because that's why I said, boy, if you get that sample cleared, boy, yeah, that he, 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 he'll go in. I mean, I think he, I think he has great potential um, to be, to be great. Um, it's just that, uh, and it's just my personal opinion, man, about artists. I think the uh, the avenue for music has has been oversaturated. Like, because everybody want to be a rapper now. Like, I remember uh, Lil Wayne. And everybody want to be a podcaster now. Yeah, true, true. And it's, and I understand that we're the culture. We're the mm-hmm. culture. We're the, uh, we're the leaders of the culture. All of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, somebody had to remind me of that yesterday because I was like, man, why does everybody want to be a rapper? Like, nobody want to be a doctor. Nobody want to be a lawyer. Everybody want to be a rapper. Uh, every- just track the thing. Abstract the money. Uh, yeah. true, I mean, uh, that was true. Like when we were growing up. Like I think I'm safe to say I think I'm the oldest in the room, if not close enough. But um, you don't look the oldest. Yeah, you don't look at you. Don't. God bless y'all. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's an S. But um, mm-hmm. but when I was growing up, when rap was really coming into his its height in the '80s, that's when I was coming of age, mm-hmm. right. and it's no different than than now. So in my high school. Shoot, I was a rapper in high school. Stop playing. Like, everybody wanted to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think um, Kick it, it was... Plus <laughs> one off us. That's a lot more She's about to rap. She's about to rap, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, drink up, drink up. My name is Peaches, and I'm, I'm the best. Although, all the what want to fill my chest. I think the difference is, is that um, like a lot of kids, like when I was growing up, people wanted to be a rapper, but they were really about, you know, what I saw was people was honing their crafts and like testing out their lyrics. And there was always, you know, in the lunchroom, somebody was you know, beatboxing and you was writing rhymes and you were just like mm-hmm. going back and forth with lyrics. What mm-hmm. really had me fall off of hip hop and rap was when 
it just took misogyny to a whole nother level. And it just, that, that one genre of rap and hip hop got pushed right? and you lost all the other aspects of it. You and lost like the fun part of it. You lost like the, the conscious part of it. You lost the soul of it. Mm-hmm. I remember, I, not to cut you off. I remember, okay. um, I remember Deion Sanders doing the interview. Um, and he was like, um, Nowadays, it's like, you know, no father in the household. It's like everybody doing stuff. Like at one point in time, like people would do stuff. Oh, man, I want to do it, man. I got to get my mom a new house. You know what I mean? They had a purpose. They had a passion behind what they're doing. Now it's more or less like a job. Like everything is is job related. But I mean, job ain't nothing but just over broke. So you're doing it like, oh, man, I got the talent. So, you know, I'm going to just do it. man. I'm going to just do it just to do it. Like if you don't have a passion for it, then don't do it. Like it's all about your drive. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuff misconstrued. Like, even with music, like, man, if you ain't got a passion for it, like, me, me and him, we, the reason why me and him connected, me and Ness, because we got pretty much damn near the same favorite rapper, Joe Button. Like, mm-hmm. and we, we actually talked about that and we built upon that. You know right. what I mean? And that's how, how we got where we are. Because, like, a lot of people don't understand, like, bro, it takes time and effort it does. to craft exactly what you want to do. And that's kind of like touching on what she was saying. Like, if you're not trying to craft your art, not saying that you can't write, you know what I mean? Because, like, Monk, Monk is a prime example. Like, Monk is a beast. He writes in his head. Okay. Like, he literally writes in his head before he gets in the booth. No pad, no paper. I can respect that. Mm-hmm. But what I can't respect is everybody who just, everybody, not, it's not meant for everybody to get in the booth and just freestyle. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that, too. I was like, I think, I was going to say that I think that Jay-Z and Lil Wayne fucked it up for a lot of folks. And Because now everybody think yeah. that they can just go in there, and no pen, it. no pad, yeah. and, and it, you know, it, spin it something. Work and it, yeah, no. it don't work like that. But, you know, also don't forget, too, that, you know, um, these record labels start pushing the agenda, too. So some of the artists... That's- they wanted to be like that too, but it was like, well, that's not what we want to hear. So if you want this check, then you need to focus on this. Mm-hmm. And I think it really did, you know, same mess up yeah. um, a whole bunch of people. And I think it was like that for a while, but now with so many more avenues, like true in the in the eighties and the nineties, early two thousands, there were very few roads in. Right. But now with so many so many different platforms and vehicles with. You know, YouTube, look, let's just be real. Nas X became famous because of YouTube. Right. Yeah. So do you think it's easier now to become famous than it was back in the 80s? I think if you really have a good song, you can, you can, it's so much easier to be a one hit wonder. True. Mm -hmm. You know, but to, but to have longevity, true longevity and to grow as an artist, you've got to have talent and business sense. That's true. Because I'm not going to lie, like, um, look at Young Dro. But Young Dro drop hits. But mm. I, I don't I, no. I, I don't see him but, doing an album. But that's the that's the underground stuff. But like I said before, you got to get past the gatekeepers. True. You you can be underground and run. But to be mainstream, it's like you, you got to do this. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of them, they stay um, underground. Um, you know, we're just going to bring up MF Doom. He stayed underground. You know what I'm saying? He and he and he dropped a whole bunch of albums. Yeah, but he did that on his own. Like that was his that's how he wanted it to be. Yeah, because he knew right. that if he if he would went to another route, it wouldn't have been the same. He wouldn't have been, been he able to be him. himself. I mean, I also I think that I think that uh I mean, yeah, I think that it sounds like like back in the day, being with a record label was like the thing. You yeah, know what I'm saying? True. Like 
Like you say, I'm with Def Jam. Like, oh, you with Def Jam? Like it was a big deal. Right. Yeah, you made it. Yeah, it sounds like that. But if you look at the history of, of you know, that type of stuff, like, yeah, it sounds good to have a million dollar signing bonus, right? Right. But, but you're, really you're not getting that. You know what I'm saying? Because then you got to pay for videos. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You got to pay not for your flights budget. here. You got to pay yeah. for your flight there. And that's kind of, that, that was that was a, that was Tupac issue. That's one yeah. of the reasons why he couldn't leave Death Row because like, bro, he owed Suge like a whole ass yeah, of money. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like the independent route is the way to take it. Like one of yeah. the groups that I listen to right now, like heavy is Griselda. Like I'm wearing their merch right now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I'm like, they- Say the it. name of the group again, please. Griselda. 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 <laughs> Griselda. Yeah, like, like Zelda? Like the game? Yeah. Like Griselda, yeah. Y'all yeah. don't know who Griselda is? Benny the Butcher. Like, matter of fact, they got an independent film coming out tomorrow. You don't know who the you don't know who Griselda is? The mob boss? No. Talk to mm. him. Like, I mean, up. I'm not against it. Like, y'all yeah. know. You see, count, count that one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I re- no, I really fell off, like. Now, it's some, they, they some cats hard. out of Buffalo, New York, man. Like. They'll put you in mind of like a Raycon, like you know what I mean. Like they, they really, they, they, they some real spitters. Like I really, I really love it because it, it's music. Like, bro, like a vibe is cool. I love the vibe. Like mm-hmm. it's straight, but like I need lyrical content. I need something that's gonna grab yeah. me and make me like really want to listen to you. Because if mm-hmm. not, like when the young boy was playing, I was listening to him. I was like, he got actual potential to actually do something at the age of sixteen. You talking about the dude? Purple, uh, speed, demon. purple demon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. What I will say is, um, I think the, and it's me being honest, and this might be just me, you know what I'm saying, being old as shit. But I think that, I think that he does have potential. Now, to me, his lyrics were kind of elementary to me. You indeed. know what I'm saying? Indeed. But you know what I'm saying? Like I see where he had potential. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, me. and that's all you need. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think, I think that that has to do with. Like being that me and you have similar tastes when it come down to music, like mm-hmm. we you, you gotta have something that's gonna grab us because if, if if it doesn't grab us, right, we we're not gonna be that in tune. Like I'm not gonna lie, like I, I can't listen to um I I can't I am keep it a beam. I can't really listen to like amigos or anything like that. Like like I feel as if like that popcorn rap, but Dennis actually he had was like man because you know Dennis from New York, so he, he's in the bars too. But he was like, bro, if you really sit down and listen to him, they actually got a message. Like they got bars in there, but it's like they're hidden. You know what I'm saying? I don't like that. I like. Yeah, yeah I'm not trying to look for it. Yeah, yeah, like that. Like I'm in the Kendrick. I like Kendrick. Right. Kendrick gonna give you bars, and it's gonna be double entendres, triple entendres, and things of that nature that really makes you really want to actually listen to it. You got to define that so people know exactly what you're talking about. Basically, when you say meaning that. has more than one meaning. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it has more than one meaning to uh, the lyrics. Like it, it's. It's up, and I enjoy that part of hip hop because my thing is, it's, it's complex. Like, it's, it's levels to it, you know what right. I mean? But and a good lyricist will have that. They'll have true. that grasp of the English language and to be able to turn a phrase on its dime. Like, one of my all time favorite lyricists, I don't care what anybody say, is Rakim. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rakim will drop some knowledge, yeah. will you know, can turn a phrase on on a dime. And, like, I still don't think he gets enough credit. Um, he doesn't. He, he's one of the ones, he's one of the ones that definitely got, um, he was a part of the NOI as well. He got under uh, Father 13X. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's all about knowledge from him. Like, everything that you learn, because, like, I mean, you, you, you learn in different 
different religions, you're learning different information just in general. So the more you intake, the more it's going to come out you. So yeah, I totally agree with you. For real. No doubt. Like, totally. So what I find is really interesting now, and like I said, I don't really follow, but I hear names. And I hear like a lot of young people um, borrowing and twisting like old school artist names. You know, um, like, uh, what is, is it Lil Bootsy or Lil Boozy? I don't know what Lil his Boosie. name is. Don't make me Boosie. lie. But um, that's what I'm hearing more now. I'm hearing more of these young people, like, taking a, a previous artist's name and maybe tweaking it just enough to get away from copyright infringement, but still borrowing from that name. I and um, I'm kind of mixed on that, you know, all these because little... part of me is like, yeah, if you're borrow, you ballsy enough to take like that name and and tweak it a little bit, then you need to come with something. Like who are you talking about? Like I Lil Nas she, X? I think she was talking about like Bootsy with Bootsy Collins or somebody like that. I think that's what she was kind of like talking um, to. Little baby. I think a Nipsey Nipsey Hustle. Yeah. Like I'm not dissing him. Don't get me wrong. Like I got mad respect for him. Like, but you know, that Nipsey Hustle comes from Nipsey Russell. You see what I'm saying? And Nipsey Russell, and I'm really showing my age now, True. famous comedian in the 60s and early 70s. Okay. Like, strong. He was also the Tin Man in um, The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I'm seeing, like, and I, I, I'm, 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 I'm looking positive and thinking that that's like a nod to the ancestors. You know what I'm saying? I can agree. Those, those that have come before, but like I said, but if you're going to carry part of that name, then to me, I feel like there's a responsibility with that. Yeah, I think um, to even mention Nipsey, like Nipsey definitely, like he was another one that was actually, um, he was lyrical. Huh? Yeah, he was lyrical. He was definitely mm-hmm. part of the NOI. Like yeah. you could see, like even like he was like even younger Nipsey, you could see where he was actually talking about different things like business. He was talking about, uh, ownership he was talking about a lot of stuff like at an early age and i don't know if y'all noticed but you know the chain he was a rock he used to rock malcolm x on his neck mm-hmm. so he actually he 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 learned as well from the noi yeah because he changed right Same, uh jlx was- jay-z like a lot of them yo they they, they really they, they facts philadelphia but what i did learn because i listened to um like that episode 21 where y'all really kind of talked a little bit more about nipsey hustle because i'll be honest i didn't know a lot about him but um listening to some of his background and what he accomplished yeah. i understand i'm not saying it was right that he got killed but i understand why because i true. see what he was trying to do true yeah he was he and was he was trying people, to bring people, people together in, for real a certain group of people aren't ready for that mm-hmm when you're negoti- when you negotiate when you can negotiate peace with two groups that have been beefing for years, yeah. when you can come to the police with a legitimate articulate agenda. Right. Like Same thing that with Tuki though. Power. Same thing with Tuki. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tuki Williams, he he was definitely he, he was in that same exact bag. Like they didn't want to release him because they understand like if you if you bring people together, man, like that means it's unity, and a lot of people don't want unity; they would prefer division. Not like, only that, because you, you don't want to see a black man with that much power either. Indeed, no. Or listen, you're talking your shit now. Yeah. Look, or cutting into the pockets. Said it best. It takes a nation of millions to hold us back. Mm. Talk well, your shit. Where y'all at on y'all cigars? Oh man, I'm 
my soldier is gone. Yeah, I see that. Um, I'm getting into Still it. Still 37 cents on that. Where you at? Um, I'm, I'm getting into my, my, um, my, my second thirds of it. I'm on his Rocky Patel. Yeah, and then I think like Nipsey, Nipsey was one of the ones definitely like he was following the footsteps as far as definitely bringing the people together. I mean, because ultimately that's the thing that's needed. Like, I mean, racism is just it, it's a business more than anything. Like it's classism. Like, what's the purpose of it? Like, you know better than me because a dollar amount. If you think you are, then I think you got stuff misconstrued because they made from wood. You know what I mean? That 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 tree. So for people to idolize uh, a dollar amount or where a person stay at, then, I mean, I think you're missing the point. Because, like, you got a lot of people that come from out the, the gutter who's phenomenal at a lot of stuff, from athletes to everything like that, and entertainers who really didn't have too much of nothing, but they had their mindset on what they exactly they was trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, there was an article I had read um I mean, you saying that made me think about something I had read about LeBron uh, a couple weeks ago. Right. Where they were saying that before he got his Nike deal, Reebok came to him and offered him $10 million to not talk to Nike or Adidas or nobody. Mm. Oh, they and then the power, he turned that down and Nike came along and offered him $100 million. Thanks. How much does that, like, like you imagine, like, what kind of mindset you got to be in? Because LeBron grew up with nothing. You know what I'm Thanks. saying? You know what I'm saying? Nothing. And, you know, we always talk about how, you know, when you show a young, young, you know, you know, people, young, young black man, that type of money, right. we ain't got no choice but to jump on it. Like, yeah, bet. Yeah. You know I'm saying just think of where his mindset was to be able to turn down $10 million, not having shit, to be able to turn down $9 million and know in his mind, like, the, he's worth the, more. greater coming. I think what this is another thing you got to take into consideration, bro. Um, realize that, you know, Jay-Z didn't already tapped into LeBron, like, at an early age. Like, you got to think, like, when, Jay, when when LeBron was in high school, he was around Hove. So he already had the business, like, like, like there. Like, and then, to be honest with you, that's no different from understanding that, yo, all right, if they offer me 10, I know I can get more somewhere know, else. Of course. And the f- facts. So so for you to turn down 10 mil, that's nothing because you understand that, yo. But that's ballsy, though, for a young black male. True. Though, to be true. able to, 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 to have that confidence to be like, man. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. But right. the thing is, like, man, we, we all know that he, he had his, he had his, and that goes back to the conversation I was having earlier as far as, like, just being a black man, being a visionary in general. No diss and no other race, but like we visionaries. If you focus on trying to get somewhere, you're gonna get there. That's where your mindset at. You know what right. I'm saying? So you already know. He had his mindset. For them to even say, for you, I'm gonna offer you ten just not to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Then them people over there probably. He must have known, like, hold on, you're gonna offer me ten. And I'm gonna to make talk a beeline to, to the people over there. Yeah, why you want me not to talk to them? Facts. Yeah. Yeah. Facts, no diss to Reebok, man. Like, I don't wear classics, but I mean, like, I don't think, like. No, but we need to talk about Reebok, though. We definitely to, need to talk about Reebok. Talk about you know, Master P yeah, Master P, Baron Davis. Yes, sir. I'm talking about Master P and uh, Baron Davis. Davis. They're supposed they supposed to be right. buying uh, Reebok. They might have already bought it already. I think they did. I think they did. I mean, and that's 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 a, that's a power move right there. That is, yeah. that is. But you know, man, you know, P even getting money though, bro. You know, oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, P yeah. P got matter of fact, them cats from Griselda, like Westside Gun, the CEO of the company, like 
him and P got a, a, a wrestling company okay. that's doing real good called Hog Wrestling. You know what I mean? So, and them boys breaking, them boys breaking in dough. Like, right. so oh, yeah, yeah. P, P, a hustle from way back. Uh, yeah, he got you know them rap snacks that everybody got their face on nowadays. Right. Okay. Them started out with him like 10, 15 years ago. Facts. I thought that was And would just little Romeo at first. Facts. Yeah. Facts. So, yeah, I now everybody the- on there. Yeah. Everybody on there. Matter of fact, I just bought the Notorious Big ones the other day. Yeah, that was cool. That's like, I don't even want to open this shit. You know what I'm saying? You just want to keep it Rick Ross, yeah. Rick Ross got something about to come out. Yeah. yeah. And you know I'm getting those. Rick Ross, my guy. Yeah. Huh. Ross, Ross, think about it, but look, oh. at, but look at how things have evolved. You look at it historically. But that's like, the we have only, uh, You've only seen African-Americans flourish in certain industries. And, but now with the turn of this 20, uh, into the 21st century, you're seeing now that we're going into businesses that you'd have never thought we'd, we'd go into. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And not just on the, the retail side, not just on the end as a, as a high-paid mental manager. Now it's like, no, we buy in the block, like mm-hmm. for real. Mm-hmm. And I think those, those certain people that have been so conditioned to believe that that we are what the news portray us now that they're, they're they're really being confronted with like oh snap they're not mm-hmm, they're not like mm-hmm. what we've seen on on Fox TV and in other news outlets and it's not just the stereotypical uh, kid with no father and came from a drug ridden home and Thanks. now I mean we that we're that too. We're that yeah. too, but I think I mean, that that's, that's what makes that's, us. But that's a microcosm unique. of our culture. Like that's the thing that I get tired of. Like, and that's no the one that they highlight the most. Story to the narrative, but that's not every African person, right. every African American's person's story. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And like, I think I think that's 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 where that's where the rubber meets the road at for me because like. People, people don't know your struggle. People don't know your situation. But it, 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 it that's that's that that doesn't define you who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Your situation doesn't define you. Your your circumstances doesn't define you. It's up to you to actually know what you need to do to get where you're trying to get. Like we were talking about LeBron earlier. Like that's just what it is. Like he know he really didn't. He came from relief for nothing, but yet he's like done so much for Akron. Uh, a phenomenal basketball player, one of the goats, definitely in basketball that ever touched the floor. So that 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 should just if that doesn't encourage an individual to do to do more, then I don't know what what will. On top of that, like just the culture in general, like man, we all the culture. Like black people, we all the culture. Like when we talk about hip hop, and like you were saying, like the exploring the different avenues from being owners to businessmen to not just signing a record label but actually owning record labels owning your own masters owning everything like bro we taking over from my understanding like 20 2040 like we supposed to be running the show for real for real you know what i mean so yeah i i, I appreciate man I, I that's that's why i'm at with it mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but i think that's the new narrative that um that we're writing in the 21st century. Like where you really see black men, black men and women saying, hey, you know, we 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 do come from two parent homes. True. We do mm-hmm. instill values in our children. True. You know, we're not, I think that's the bi- the biggest lie that has been sold to um Us. American people is that 
black people somehow don't want those things that everybody else wants. You want security. Thanks. You want safety. Thanks. You want a good family. You want a good education for your children. You want to earn a living that doesn't constitute daily run-ins with the law. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. those things are, are, are vital. You know, Anonymous with every culture. Everybody wants that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that a certain group feels like they're the only ones that are entitled to that. They're and qualified for it. That's black or brown. It, are, and, don't have that. Don't have that right. And it's crazy that you mention that because I, I, I honestly feel the same exact way. Like even when we tap into like credit, we tap into like. You know, we're able to get in certain situations and certain businesses. People will be like, well, how is he there? I'm like, why can't I be there? I mean, I should. I have the same qualifications as the next individual. So it shouldn't matter of my skin tone at all whatsoever because a lot of us are just the same exact way, have the same exact characteristic. My skin tone, even though it's worth more than gold, it shouldn't It shouldn't matter about our outcome. I mean, and like, like I say again, the black woman itself, like, you think about it, every culture comes from that black woman. So it's like we gotta we gotta learn how to actually truly appreciate the black woman, but at the same sense, we gotta learn how to appreciate that black man too that gets up every morning, go out there and do what he need to do to make sure everything's straight in that household. So exactly. I mean we should just more than more more long story short, like we should just be really appreciated all the way across the board for everything that we do as a culture because the things that they definitely highlight about us is definitely wrong because like even with that situation with um them people who raided the capital you know what i'm saying like right. bro if we would have did it we would have been considered terrorists we would have been considered um uh threats to, to to society all types of stuff i mean we didn't did the million man march um, C- considered <laughs> yeah oh yeah definitely you yeah. know what i'm saying like we i mean because you know shout out to farrakhan definitely he he's preached at the million man march plenty of times what do they have there they got the man they got uh armed forces you know what i mean they got everything there like this is a peaceful situation F-O-I ain't no joke no nah, the fruit of islam shout out yeah. for real for real uh, you know, i had the distinct no, pleasure um, of, um i was i was fortunate and blessed i did not go to the million man march out of respect but um, I was living in Chicago at the time, and I still to this day have my Chicago Defender. That's the black uh, newspaper in Chicago that has the Million Man March on the front cover. That's I will peace. keep that thing forever, ever. That's peace. Like, ever, ever? Forever, forever, ever. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I agree with you. And now that, you know, we are really having the power to write our own stories. Yes, sir. You know, yes, not sir, sir, just sir. in in music, not just in movies and in film, but in, in business. There are more, you know, black owners of like everyday businesses. That is yeah. the uh, one of the reasons why I love living where I live. Like y'all know I'm just outside of Atlanta. And um, so every, just about everywhere I can go, it is a black business. Like when I went, I had to get a key fob for my car. The man right down the street, black owned business, yeah. does keys and auto tinting and everything. Yeah. And teaching his son members, his his whole family has done something in that business. And that's how it was supposed to be. That's how you create generational wealth. I mean exactly. I think I think um this up and coming generation, man, like they're doing a lot of stuff that um that's phenomenal from what I see. Um 
I mean, yeah, you still got a few hard heads here and there, but I mean, they they, they understand exactly what they want to do and they're not putting up with it. But you know, Tupac spoke about that a while ago. He was like, it's going to be a generation that's going to come that's not really going to put up with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and I think we're we're seeing it in our eyes. Like we're seeing before our eyes how things really going to really pan out. Like if you actually creating a system for your family to go forth and do anything like that, I think that is amazing. That That, that is phenomenal because like, you don't just care about yourself. You care about the next individual. You right. care about the next, the next, the, the up and coming generation. And that's the but stuff that you got to pass down. And that's something that has always been in our culture and in, in African culture. There are so many African proverbs that, that speak to that, that's that, crazy. you know, without each other, we are nothing, you know, Indeed. that type of thing. And I think, um, being in the African diaspora and being disconnected from the motherland, we lost that for a good good minute because we were yeah. the conditioned of the conditioned of the condition. That's true. You know, I mean, because like even even in the Bible, I think it speaks about where at a point in time we were supposed to go through like a, a six thousand year slumber or something like that. And I think like people are starting to really wake up like from that situation and really tap into what's really going on. And that's why I think they're trying to really. They're trying to use fear, fear factors. I mean, it's called a fight or flight system that they actually created a while ago that they actually trying to use against us in so many ways, shape, forms of fashion from the George Floyd situation, Sandra Bland, like just a lot of people in general. And I think that's that's one of the things that really that they use that they've been using for so many years. But I really wish we would have tapped in on that Trayvon Martin situation and really know like, yo, like you just can't do that to everybody. You know what I mean? Because Amar Arby, he definitely didn't deserve what he actually went through at all whatsoever. No, not at all. Like, I mean, no, I don't think nobody, because you don't see any other color going through that. I mean, the kid who went in South Carolina, who shot up the church and everything like that, and prayed with the people before them. Like, that stuff like that, I'm like, how? Well, we can look at even more recent stuff, like Talk the shit to- that happened at the Capitol. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Like, had that have been, had, y'all think, you, you think about that. Yeah. Had that have been some people of color, we can't even run up the street, let alone running into the White House. Oh, yeah, facts, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, think of, think of what would we be talking about today if that had been us that ran up into the White House? What, what would we bodies. be talking about? It would, be mass, it would be mass funerals. It would be mass Hell, a woman, what, a couple years ago, and I don't remember how many years ago, she made a wrong U-turn. And they shot him. And they shot her over mm-hmm. 30 times for a U-turn. Mm-hmm. And so, that's what I'm saying. But, you know, it, it kind of goes, in, and that's why, like, I'm, this book I'm reading right now about uh, Akil Muhammad uh, from Niggas to Guys, you can see where it's more of a psychology. It's, it's more psyche than anything. Um, I think being that, you know, we're still considered three-fifths of a human, mm-hmm. they're able to get off on so much stuff. But if we were considered, like, fully human, They'll be able to. They 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 they'll have to serve the same exact time anybody else. So they realize like it's population control. They're trying to actually control everything that we do. They want to. They want us. They want to enslave us in some shape, form, or fashion. But it ain't really happening that way no more. Because right. people are starting to do other stuff instead of just shooting at each other. They like man, shoot. Let me go ahead and put my head in a book and actually do some other stuff. Let me tap yeah. into this music and do other things. Like it's it's so many different avenues that they're actually taking outside, and that's why I like cats like Purple Demon, uh, OSG Breeze, uh, Monk, um, a lot of these young cats that actually tapped into this music really have a, a calling for it. From what I see, 
and they're actually utilizing their platform to actually spread a message. And it's not about, oh, I'm about to go in this store and I'm about to shoot it up or nothing like that. Like, nah, I'm misunderstood. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a purpose. Like, this is a few of his songs that he got on that. You know what I mean? He telling the young kids, like, yo, it ain't too late for me, but it's definitely not late for you to actually do something. Right. And that's that's kind of like, that's, that's the stuff we tap into on our podcast, you know what I mean? Like, we, we really want to give other people a different outlet to really tell a story because the thing is, at the end of the day, the story is all they got to tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You you got to be able to tell your story so everybody can't paint a picture perfect. Mm-hmm. Everybody don't even have the same exact canvas. So you got to utilize what you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. But I think there are no flaws in nature just like there are no flaws in culture. Indeed, like, indeed. Everybody is unique. My cultural experience, while it's still African-American, is not the same as your culture in in the sense that, you know, some things, you know, we can all relate to because of the African-American experience. But um, how I grew up was different from how you grew up, which was different from how Sweets grew up, which was different from how, you know, Ness grew up. And you know, that's what we're starting to see now is the diversity within our culture that so many other cultures are allowed to express. But ours, you know, for so many years has been been directed and allocated that we are either this type of black person or or this type of black person. There's no in between, Mm. (laughs) you know. And that's the control. That's the control that has been. been implanted within us for the longest like a lot of people don't understand how literally real brainwashed they really are when it come down to different things like a lot of people don't know anything about true african culture and some of us really aren't african some of us really have real real live indian descent within us you know what i mean like you really got to know exactly who you are as an individual before you go forward with anything you do but a lot of us really out here looking lost because we don't know where we came from I mean, right. when they said like, "Yo, we stepped off a plant, we stepped off a, off the boat, and they handed us this book, and this is the bylaws which we live by." That's really how it is. So they 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 utilize that to the best of their ability. But like I said earlier, I think a lot of people really starting to wake up and see stuff for what it really truly is. But you definitely exactly. got to depend on nature. You got to depend on that sun. That's where you can really get your knowledge and understanding from. There's a book that I just finished reading um, or listening to because y'all, ah, I just said it again. Y'all know ah, I am an audio book fan. I, I know I think I'm up to like three or four times. I don't even know at this point. Yeah, we'll you see. in there. No, you're like at exactly. seven or eight. Something like that. Yeah. Really, probably so. You're right. You're right. But um, I was listening to a book about Mansa Musa. And um, I knew about him. And for those that don't know, Mansa Musa was the came richest. from the Mali Empire. But and you know, he, he was, was poor at one time, too, though. He was I'm sorry, before, say that again? He was poor before he actually became rich. Right, exactly. He was um, the grandson. He was uh, Mansa Musa the first, but he came from another line. But he became the emperor, well, not emperor, but the king and of the richest dynasty in the history. And when he traveled on his pilgrimage to Mecca, he gave away so much gold. He uh, devalued gold in the Egyptian economy for 12 years. And that's that's one of the reasons why they actually uh, raided Africa as well. Exactly, Mm -hmm. because he showed showed the wealth that we had. 
And also on his way to Mecca, um, ninety percent of Africa at the time was actually uh, was was um, was Muslim mm-hmm. at the time. Ninety percent of Africa mm-hmm. at the time. And you know, I was just talking to somebody at work today because we was talking about um, the stimulus checks that came out, right? And so they was like, well, where's this money coming from? And one of the other guys was like, I mean, they're just printing it up. And my thing is, yeah, but the thing about that is you can't print too much money. That's why they burn money every year. Every day, money is burned. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't print too much money because then that takes down the value of it. And if you go to different countries, like it used to be years ago where you go to some place in Europe and you pull out one of your dollars and it was like they offer five of their dollars for for an American dollar. Now, you go somewhere... With American dollar, they like, oh, you need five more of those to get one of these. Right. Is you tripping? And I think that that has to do with that's a whole nother conversation. But if you pay attention to um, the beginning of the cabal, when I was actually originated back in the day, you know, they actually printed out seventy billion or trillion dollars back then. Mm-hmm. When I was actually uh, when I actually started, mm-hmm. so that's a whole nother that's a whole nother topic of conversation. But part of that comes from. Um, our money back then was based on the golden, the gold standard. Right. So right. if you look at old, old money, like pre nineteen fifty ish, I think, um, everything had silver certificates mm-hmm. at the top of your money. So you could literally take a dollar, five dollars, twenty dollars, go to a bank, and get that much money in silver or gold because mm-hmm. that's what our treasury was backed on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It shifted. With the Federal Reserve, so which was established here in Georgia, the economy. Indeed. But now you're right; you have to have that balance. You can't have too much money flowing in the economy mm-hmm. because it'll devalue it. Mm-hmm. And then now, um, it you know it makes our it makes money more competitive. Right. right. So, so so speaking about. The- but Go that's ahead. why that's why they that's why they uh that's why they killed Gaddafi too though. I was gonna say that, yeah. Speaking you know that? Of, yes. speaking about yes. speaking about the value of money, and now we got this we now we got cryptocurrency now. So how do y'all feel about the whole cryptocurrency um deal? Um I'm excited about it. Actually, I'm in I uh I bought some Bitcoin. I ain't gonna front. Um like I own like uh twenty six hundred thousandth of a bitcoin mm-hmm. like yeah so um that's like twenty dollars <laughs> like i bought a hundred dollars worth so like me too yeah, I won't be still, overnight, we, we, we the same boat we the same boat it's no but good. see that's a but see the thing is is like i think that that's i think that i think that everything is going to eventually be cryptocurrency because like one currency huh currency. it's gonna be digital currency uh, yeah digital because i think that now like you could go Years without ever touching a dollar bill. Years. You could literally go years and never, ever touch a dollar bill ever. And I know because I did it. You know what I'm saying? And this was, I did this before the cryptocurrency shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I would, anything I needed to do, like I got a credit card for it now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and now it's like, you don't even got to, even now that you ain't got to leave your home, crypto, I mean, digital currency is even more value. Yeah, you know what it's, I'm it's been it's been placed upon us for a while because if you think about it, PayPal was popping back in the day. Mm-hmm. Cash up, cash not, up. not cash up popping, mm-hmm. not Zelle popping. Mm-hmm. They've been prepping us like for this time to actually be where it is. Now, with that being said, you can, being that you can't tr- track 
the crypto and you can't track the Bitcoin, how honestly beneficial and what is the Bitcoin being backed by? Uh, I think that it's um, not gold. It's not exactly. gold. Exactly. But and that's scary. No, it's data mining. Bitcoin is is just it's just data mining. It's yeah, but it's the same as algorithms. Right. I mean, that's what I'm about to say. It's the same as you putting a song on Spotify. You know what I mean? Like you're you're streaming a song, and it's the same as you're streaming that dollar bill. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and it can be streamed a million times. You know what I'm saying? And it's it. And you never know what the true value of it is. You don't know what the true value of your song is. We our, our, This podcast is on Spotify. Check it out. The SOP. So is Poor it Man's Pod, poor, poor, poor Man's Poetry. Shout out. Shout dot com. out. But you don't really know. And I've heard, you know, uh, my guy Joe Button talk about this all the time. You don't know the value of a stream. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. Like, even... Once your once your podcast or your song gets picked up by you know whoever, you're gonna get a little bit of, a little bit of of a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like it takes like I know I heard somebody say like it takes a thousand streams to actually equal a dollar or some dumb shit. Facts, right? Especially on YouTube. You know what I'm Agreed. saying? Like, and we're never gonna know the value of that. Like you're never gonna know. Like you're, you're never gonna get paid your worth in this podcast, for instance. This podcast can be streamed, and it is 3,500 times every show. It gets streamed 3,500 times. You know what I mean? And, like, but, but where is that going? Thanks. You never know. Out into the ether. And that's, that's, I think that's the scary part about it. And that's why I think Joe was also asking, like, Hove, like, you know, different questions as far as, like, um, how how certain stuff works, and that's one of the reasons why he left Spotify as well, because he was like, I just didn't really see like he knew his worth, and that's why he was involved in his deal, mm-hmm. like he signed his deal, like he was involved with the paperwork, he was involved with the whole entire process because he really wants to know. Everybody would want to know, right. you know what I'm saying? But like you said, we never would fully know that and the scary. arrogance, that and the arrogance of thinking like. Um, I mean, because I th- I'm sure that it, I know for I, I assume from what he says, a big part of him uh, leaving Spotify was, you know, him in his mind comparing itself to another podcast that got paid hundred million dollars. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? So then it's like, I know my worth. You know what I'm saying? And I think I'm worth more than this guy. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? And in Joe Button's case, I can agree with him on that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because. Joe was really the first podcaster out there. You know what I'm saying? If you think about it. Yeah. Him and him and uh Combat Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've been doing they've been podcasting since, you know what I'm saying? Since But not only that, Lil, not to uh not to cut you off, but shoot, Joe was like the first one ahead, JoeButton.com. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like he's always been an invader, an inventor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like even like with the Joe Button network currently right now, like mm-hmm. he's always been in that bag, that, that creator. And that's where that's where I think the culture comes into play at. That's why I think all of us really fully come into play at. Like, we all creators in some shape, form, or fashion. Mm-hmm. Somebody had to create an idea. Like, yo, we about to do the Smoke Boy podcast. Yo, we about to do the Poor Man's Poetry podcast. Like, it had to take some type of creator, some type of drive in order for us to get exactly what we want to get. So but, I totally agree. But speaking of Smoke One podcast, um, you finished with your cigar, sweet? I was going to ask you. Nah, I'm, I'm still smoking, bro. 
You finished with your drink or you still over there babysitting? I'm just oh. asking. It's none of my business, but I just want to know if you were still babysitting. Oh, no, I'm babysitting. I'm babysitting. I'm babysitting. Like, I, I don't have a problem with babysitting. What about you? You babysitting over there, Ness? What you um, doing, man? Well, first off, no, I'm not. As a matter of fact, I'm about to pour me up another one right here after this shot. I'm about to say, because that, that couple ain't been sitting there. Because you know the why? Of the show. Kane is in the building. Why? Because Kane is in the building. <laughs> Kane Facts. is in the building. Yes, he can, yeah. Kane is in the building. He been having that same cup with the same liquor since the beginning of the show. Amaretto's, uh, my apricot sour. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to keep tying them on because I have a busy day tomorrow. So, she got some dope uh, paintings in her background. Somewhere. Yeah, she does, doesn't she? Axel bottle. Yo, is that a chakra painting in your background? Say what? That person that's meditating. Does that have to do with like the uh, seven chakras and everything like that? Oh, yeah. I'm big in the meditation. Oh, yeah. I, I, I um, fucked with her the long way there. I meditate. I use... Um, but you don't like the short way, though. Yeah, come with the short <laughs> Say way. Say that again, Sweets. Huh? <laughs> Say that Somebody again, get this out of here. <laughs> But see, that's the thing, though. Nessa likes it the short way. Yeah, she said, yeah. She likes yeah. like short sticks. That's yeah. all. That's all I I fuck with it. That's why I'm in there. You know what I'm saying? I'm in like Flynn. Okay. okay. I'm right. gloss over them. And what were you saying <laughs> about meditation? Nah, I, I, I fuck with meditation real heavy. Like, I uh, I do the Gaia app. I listen to my positive affirmations every day to get my day started. I'm into candles. Like, I'm into a lot of stuff, like, pertaining to that. I think meditation is definitely vital and sunbathing when you get mm-hmm. the chance to. Oh yeah, I, I meditate every day. Like when Peace. you when you finally understand that everything is about energy. Peace. It it just opens so many doors. Like, yeah. you know, I suggest if, everybody like, go watch the Matrix. Not right if my vibe ain't right. Yeah, yeah. I, I have really, you know, come to truly understand the the power that one has within themselves. Indeed. And if more people understood that. We would not be some of the messes that we're in now. But, True. I think you know, energy energy is definitely is is transferable. It cannot be destroyed at all whatsoever. I think that's why you got to be mindful who you uh, actually sleep with, who you be around, everything like that. Like like you could draw you, you could draw anything from anybody. Mm-hmm. Basically, so you, you gotta you definitely got to be mindful at whatever you do. Of course. So are y'all? Do y'all think that y'all are mindful of the energy that y'all have around y'all? If y'all if y'all think about the 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 y'all's five closest people that y'all are around, right? Do y'all think that that's all positive energy, or do you think that some people are invading that energy energy just because of the relation to you? Like, let's say, um, and I'm not saying anything about anybody in particular. In particular, okay. I'm just saying like maybe you know what I'm saying. Maybe your significant other, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, just because they're your significant other. You know what I'm saying? Is that energy still positive to you? You know what I'm saying? Do you do you ever take into account and think about those types of things? I oh, yeah. I try to, um, and that's a good, that's a great question. Um, for me, um, my thing is like is like a Libra scale. Everything has to has balance, even within energy. Your chakras has to be aligned. So I think you're going to get the best of both worlds, even when it comes down to situations like that. Like I may not be the positive. May not be the most positive person at the time, but she may be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She may not be the most positive person at the time, but I may be. Mm-hmm. And I think it has to do with understanding and the lifestyle that you have the tendency to want to live. All right. What about y'all's people around you? Not not including your significant other. Let's right. talk about your friends. Do you evaluate them the same way? Like you know, maybe they're not the most positive all the time. See, 
the people that I'm I'm around, shoot, ninety percent of the time is really me because I'm in the truck. But outside of that, I try to pour into them. I try to get them on the right track as far as like whatever it is that they're trying to do and try to get accomplished. I try to just really like, man, yo, like you always positive. I'm like, yo, that's how you should be, mm-hmm. and that's how you should want to be. Because my thing is like, like you said, you either gonna be the influencer or you're gonna get influenced. So if I got, if I'm around individuals that's negative, I'm not gonna be around. But everybody around me know that where I stand at, what I stand on when it comes down to things like that. Like, I ask a lot of people just about every other day, like, what's the science for the day? You know what I mean? Like, wh- wh- where you at with it? Wh- what you got going on? Because my thing is, like, I want you to understand that, like, it's bigger than just you. Mm-hmm. Energy is transferable. It can't be destroyed. I'll give an example, like, even in the Bible with Jonah. Jonah, he was at the bottom of the ship. Mm-hmm. Everybody fighting on top. Mm-hmm. What was going on? He was mm-hmm. relaxing. Mm-hmm. So even though he was in high-handed rebellion against God at the point in time, but what you do just don't affect you, but it affects your surrounding. Mm-hmm. So either mm-hmm. you're going to be an influencer or you're going to be an influencer. So do you do... Um, Nessa, this is a question for you. Do oh. you find yourself, as, when you're around your... When you think about your closest people around you, are you... Um, Considered for the most part the influencer or the influenced? Um, it's a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Um, with certain people, I think um, we're mutual. We bring different energies, and it's it's a it's a give and a take. Um, with some people, I feel like I'm definitely the influencer, and um, I'm looking to uh, on some levels change my circle. Because, you know, they say that, you know, if you're if you look at the five group, five people that you're closest with and if you're the smartest one out of your group, you, you need, need a new group. circle. Yeah, Indeed. that's why I was asking that question. So. Um, so I look at it as not like just throw the baby out with the bathwater and be like, yeah, I can't I can't mess with y'all because y'all not on my level. Da 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 da. No, then you expand your you expand your circle. Mm-hmm. Then you you do the things that are going to get you closer to the people that you aspire to be like. Mm-hmm. Indeed. You know, and I think that's for me, that's that's my challenge for myself in 2021 is expanding my circle because I you know, there are certain things that I want in life and there are certain things that I want that I need to learn about before I can vibrate to that level to manifest it because I don't know what it takes to get to that level. Love attraction is real. With an open mind and opportunity, I can learn. Do y'all um do y'all have associations with different cultures? Are some of those people in y'all circles? Sweets? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um just you know saying in my line of work, usually I'm the only person that stands out. Mm-hmm. Um and it has never really changed that much. Um, I always say, you know, the the farther I go up on a ladder, the less I see people that look like me. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of you my think there are a lot of people that look like you. Of course, man. I'm, I'm a beautiful person because you look like steel from laying on me. That's right. <laughs> you know. You know. I think I look a whole lot better than he do. You know, saying so he wish you look like me, but I don't have his money, so it's, it's all good though. But um, we got still Oprah Winfrey and Tory Lanes over here. You know, what I'm saying, yeah. Yo, hold on, man. No, no, no. Dude, edit that. He's gonna edit that part. 
Hey, dude, you, you ain't you ain't you ain't Eddie Murphy nobody, have you? Nah, <laughs> you shoot nobody in the pinky toe. Nah, man, and I don't. I really don't think Tory did it, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. Hey, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. See, this is this is this is my viewpoint. I really think it's all entertainment. It is. They, they're entertainers. And my thing is, where that whole situation took place at in Hollywood, let's be real, it's cameras everywhere. everywhere. And nothing was caught. Come on. And every time she do something, he say something. Every time he do something, she say something. They, man, they probably in the bed with each other right now. I'm about to say, I mean, yeah, I think they, I mean, I, I mean, it, it's a sad situation, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it was that happened, if anything happened, it's a sad situation. But I think ultimately... Um, you know, they love each other, you know what I'm saying? Or, True. Or they really, really care for each other, you know what I'm saying? True. And hopefully, you know, uh, we get to the bottom of the situation, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to be honest with you, uh, I feel the same way about R. Kelly. I feel the same way about, you know, some of the other people that people are trying to cancel or whatnot. Uh, True. It's not going to stop me from listening to the music, you know what I'm saying? He still got good music. Cancer culture constantly. wasn't invented by black people. So, and then you got to think about it. This is what you got to realize also. Tory on all his masters. When Prince on his all his masters, what they end up doing? Bashing the hell out of Prince. Oh yeah. When Michael Jackson bought the Beatles masters and everything like that, he lost some of his friends. Lost his friends. They want to call him a rapist. They want to call him everything up under the sun. Look, Paul Chris, McCartney stopped talking to him, and I don't yep. think he talked to him till the after till, till that day because he owned their masters. Mm. Chris, Chris, uh, Chris Brown, another one. Once he started buying, once he bought all his masters from Def Jam and everything like that, oh he he oh he blackballing them. Yeah. I mean I, I, that's that's just what it is. Like them, the people who run but the you industry can't, you can't blackball Chris Brown though, because Chris Brown he man, got it, he yo, got it. Whatever it listen, is, he got it. I'm telling you, he got it. He he he's a he's a monster, man. But you know, uh, again, man, like I think it's like ownership. Like we were talking about earlier, the more you own. And the more you take full advantage of it and you don't play their game, the more they try to make you look bad. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, And it's crazy because my thing is, like, you, we're, we're the most talented people, the way I look at it. People, I mean, black people as a whole, like, I look at it as, as gods, man. Like, we creators, like, we, 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 do, we do pretty much everything up under the sun. So the more we tap into who we sincerely are and truly are, the more stuff look just amazing. Like every coach admires us. Every coach don't not looking at Asian people like, oh my God, they're the best at this. Like, nah, like, yo, break dancing and all that stuff, that that jabberwockies and everything they do, they get that from black people. Mm-hmm. Everything that everything that's going on that's popular right now is culture for black people. Like that, that's where it comes from. We are the culture. Again. Listen, so um I was having a conversation with some people at work, right? We was talking about equality. Thanks. Uh because what we were talking about was like, you know, the LGBTQ plus whatever, whatever it is now. And I, there's no disrespect. But um, we're talking about equality. And I'm like, you know, like, you know, people talk that equality shit. But in right. all actuality, you don't want to be equal. You they know what don't. I'm saying? We don't want to. We don't really want to be equal. We don't. We don't want the problems that white people have. And white people don't want the problems that we have. Right. Women don't want to be equal to men. You know what I'm saying? In certain aspects, you, we just want to be equal when it's convenient for us. You know the convenient aspects of it. You and know what I, I'm saying? I totally agree with that. Like, because the thing about it is, if we were ever considered to be equal with um, with white people, like they would look at us like, "Oh my god!" Like they admire us. They they admire our culture. Like every culture admires us. Every culture admires us. But they never would want to be labeled us because they know how we're actually being treated. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And I think they that's want the pros, but not the cons. Facts, right, exactly. Total. So exactly. it's kind of like it's kind of like one of them things you just gotta um, you just gotta live with. I mean, until stuff totally changing, and, and I see like a, a complete Ooh. paradigm shift. You know, what I mean, I see things changing definitely in our favor. Mm-hmm. I mean, shout out to Kamala Harris. I mean, shout out to everybody who's um, who's on board. Like even the the mayor of Atlanta, man, who's uh, trying to do what she can do strong black woman i mean shout out to um stacy abram who really like uh um, been doing her thing like i mean i think i think black people are just like i said like we we waking up like you know what i mean like and stop planning for the weekend black people because these white folks got a 300 year plan like stop planning for the weekend going to a little new new house and nuck nucking them and all the other stuff like really start like <laughs> pre-planning like at least like a 10-year plan a 30-year plan like you know what i mean plan something that's going to be beneficial and have a whole lot of longevity too mm-hmm. right but and I, and I agree with what you're saying but i also think that um the biggest thing is to me is to stop the comparison i don't Facts. need to compare myself to anybody Facts. like i am who i am and to me, there are only two types of people in this world. People are, who are in alignment with them true, with their true self and who they are and those that aren't. Thanks. Like, the, that's how I see the world. And once you, you come into that knowledge, I don't need to compare myself to anybody because I'm right where I need to be in my moment. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to live in the now, yes, prepare for your future, absolutely, because... You know, you, you've got to be ready for the things that are coming. But but within that, there is a balance that you must strike to make sure that you are being true and authentic, an authentic self to yourself. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, people that, that, you know, are influencers, cool people that just blindly follow like, no, I think that's yeah. the biggest thing that we need to recognize. Don't follow anybody. I think. Don't take that time to know self and what you want for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you definitely got to know thyself. But I think in the process of knowing thyself, like, you got to think about it. Like, grandmama not 65 years old no more. You know what I mean? Like, like grandmama, like, 35, 45, still going to, uh, to the club, which ain't nothing wrong with, but... I think it just has to do with priorities. It has to do with like a certain standard within the community. And if I go I, in the club and I see my grandma in the club, it's a problem. We fighting, mama, grandma. What you doing here? <laughs> like for real. Like and and that's how, that's how I feel too. Like I, I don't think like we should mingle with the uh, with the older generation like that. Like not saying that we shouldn't, you know, build with them, but in the process of building, it has to be a level of respect. At like. Yo, they doing something totally different from what I'm doing, but I need to get on what they doing okay, in order yeah. to in order to evolve. Because everybody got a purpose on this earth. You just gotta find out what it is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, right. yeah, I don't see myself ever sitting down and like lighting up a doobie with my mom. Like that would never right. happen. But it's like, crazy because like nowadays it's like that though. Like you would you would you would totally be surprised like how our culture is viewed upon and how they handle situations. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, shoot, I keep it a beam with you. Like, I just, I just took my family out like one of the worst projects in Savannah into like a very, very nice house. And like, 
my surroundings, it did never it never dictated me. Like I've always been strong minded and had a will and a drive to actually do and should we stay in a hella nice house right now. You know what I mean? Right. So it's it, it all has to do with the mentality of the person. You gotta think above your environment. And that's why Nipsey Hustle was so influential for me because I understood exactly where Nip came from and I understood exactly what he was trying to do. Like you gotta be a leader. Like that, like that's that's what you're called to do. Because if you don't be a leader, you're gonna eventually be a follower. So either you're gonna be the influencer, or you're gonna be the influencer. Right. But to be honest, you know, everybody ain't gonna make it out the projects. Yeah, I mean, of course. And not. it's okay. And it, you know, in the sense of like, everybody's not gonna understand and be able to vibrate to the level that they need to do to Indeed. come into themselves. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. And while I agree with your message 100%, you know, seeing what I have seen and from my experience and my wisdom, not like it's a whole lot, but it's enough. Everybody ain't going to make it. And it's okay because I, I, I put my time, my talent, and my energy into the people that are ready. There's a saying, when the, when the student is ready, the guru shall appear. Thanks. And some people may never see their guru because they won't be ready. Well, and it's okay that they're not because for everyone that's not, I promise you, there are four or five others that are. So where do you put your energy, guru? Do you put your energy dragging people, kicking and screaming that can't even understand? Or do you focus your energy on the ones that are ready? I think it, but that goes back to um, understanding your purpose on this earth, which you, which you're here for. I mean, this is not our first time around the sun. That's what I sincerely believe. Like everybody, everybody done been here before. Like you, you could talk to, like you could talk to my seven-year-old daughter right now, and you can have a conversation with her, and you'll be like, "Yo, is she seven? Has she been here before?" You know what I mean? Like it's, it's been, it's been bouncing around for the longest. People be like, "Man, he young, but he got an old soul." Like, like we didn't been here before. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just. You got to understand why your purpose, you got to understand your purpose and why you're here. Right. The more you do that and tap into sincerely who you are as an individual, the better you'll be, are, you, the better you'll be as a person. You know what I mean? Because you understand your purpose here. And I mean, people perish, well, what they say, perish for lack of knowledge. So it's like you got to understand your knowledge and understanding in order for you to get exactly where you're trying to get in life. Because that's the only road match you got. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. So as we um, wrap up this show, um, any last words? Because this has been great. It's been a bunch of knowledge been dropped. Um, man, I thank you so much for coming and joining us. You know what I'm saying? Man, you already know. Y'all boys definitely got to come turn back up with us, though. For oh, real, yeah, for real. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Because, you know, shit, Dennis just live up the street from me. I can walk this house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we, we going we gonna to make it happen. But like I told you, man, we, we going to... You're gonna make it happen, but man, uh, my last words, man, definitely check us out, man. Um, poor man's poetry podcast, man. Peace yeah. and love for real, for real. Go ahead, throw your plugs in. Um, you can hit us up on uh, Instagram, um, mine, uh, Escobar underscore Sinatra. You can hit uh, uh, Dapper Dennis up on Twitter as well, man. Uh, the poor man's poetry podcast, you can follow us on there, uh, Instagram, man. We all over everywhere for real, for real. Check out the merch, man. We uh selling uh hoodies and stuff for like $19, 20 man. Just plug in. For real, for real. Or let me get one of those. 
Oh yeah, yeah definitely. I, no, I need to come get one of y'all hoodies. I've been meaning to come get y'all for real, for real. You need man, to yo, you know what? That's what it really is. Cause I hit Nessa. I'm like, man, boy, the first time he popped the uh, hoodies, I'm like, man, let me get one. Twenty dollars. I said, oh, that's what you doing? Yeah. So yeah, we go definitely do a hoodie swap for real, for real. We got a shirt you wear. I got one in there right now. I'm a medium. I got you. And then right now, a medium. Oh, and yeah. I was going to jokingly say that. I didn't know that you wore it. I didn't know that you really wore a medium, but I got one I in see, there right I, now. Oh, man, you know, I've been in the gym, man. You feel me? I've been in the gym. I've been hey, in my and, bag, hey, yo, you need to shout him out because I've seen you in the gym real, trying to work man, get a little out, swole on us. Man, shout out to PD Fitness, man. Like, we 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 building something good, man. Shout out to Beast Mode, too, man. Lonzo mm-hmm. over there, man. That's big cuz, man. Mm-hmm. Like, shout out to everybody, man. For real. Shout out to the city, man. Shout out to the world. For real. Sweets, what you got? Man, hey, shout out to Poor Man's Poetry. Um, shout out to my host, you know what I'm saying, on the show. Shout out to myself. The host, definitely. For real, um, for real. Shout out to the goddess. Shout out to what they just pulled off as far as um, politics, you know what I'm saying. You know, one, one thing I was, I was checking out, um, you know, they had all the memes talking about, you know, since um, Stacey Abrams didn't get the governor, it was like, I bet. I love that shit. <laughs> Yo, because <laughs> you know what they they, they say they they say uh you, they didn't win the battle but they won the war. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just uh she alley hooped that thing. You feel me? Yep, for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Came and took it from up under the state blue. And what about you, Dessa? What what shout outs you got? First of all, shout out to Poor Man's Poetry Podcast. Thank you for coming on the show. You're more than welcome to come back anytime. Thanks. Um, shout out to um. All the black people that have recently won offices, not just Warnock and Ossoff. Definitely shout out to Stacey because sister girl, you did your thing. Indeed. Um, there are more black officials now than ever. You are seeing black people winning races on all levels of government, and I think that is absolutely amazing. Also, um, Warner. I shout out to also. The, the good people of other cultures that really recognize what's going on. Thanks. Like, we all need each other. You know, yeah, we catch the hell, we do, but there are other good people that are really recognizing and truly understanding the climate that is going on with this country. And it's like, we, we all have to stand up together against this foolishness. Thanks. You know, it's not... It's, it's deeper than black and white. Like, nice. that's, it's a big part of it, but it's really deeper than that. And I think more and more people are really understanding that. And I think shots out for those people as well, most definitely. That's right. what you got. That's what you got. I just want to shout you out for coming. Uh, shout Peace. out to Dennis, even though he couldn't be here. My God, Dennis. Peace. But, uh, yeah, but we're going to smoke something. We're going to drink something. We're going to say whatever is on our minds. Thanks for coming out, everybody. Peace and blessings. Yes, sir. Kane is in the building.